Heart with Sis and Sanj, and today we have a very special guest, Miss Bryn Nileen. Hello. So before we introduce her, um, let's just do a quick life update because we have been busy as usual. But uh, Sonia, what's been up? Um, nothing. Last episode, we kind of, I kind of got emotional and deep. I was fighting back tears, but now I am better than ever. Um. I was at IU a few weeks ago. I had a really good time. I've been actively visiting the city a lot, which has been kind of fun because now I'm like, I don't know if I want to move to Florida anymore. I kind of want to move to Chicago. Really? Yes. So just been having a lot of fun, like focusing a lot on myself. Um, So no tears this episode, hopefully. Maybe. No promises. Maybe no promises, but... Yeah, life has been really good. I think I'm doing very well. Work is going good. Um, Have some fun, exciting things coming up. I'm very excited for Halloween. Me too. Very excited. I got the hair, you know. Yes. Look, everybody, (laughs) look at how good Cicely looks. I seriously love it. Thank you. I do too. I just feel like a whole new person. In case you guys didn't know, she dyed her hair darker. If you couldn't tell. Yes. And it's the moment. I love it. (laughs) Honestly, it looks so good. Gosh, you guys are hyping me up. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, Yeah, obviously I got my hair done, but September has been a great month. And it's my birthday month, so I'm a little biased. But it's been a great month. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been, life has been good. I've been so busy. Last weekend, I went from Valpo to Chicago, back to Valpo, to Rensselaer, to Indy, to Lafayette, to Rensselaer, to Lafayette, to Valpo. Let's just take a moment to process what you just said. Why? Um, I just had so many things to do, and I wanted to make it to all of them. And I skipped our game on Saturday. Like, it's just been so busy, but so fun. Like, I had such a great weekend, great past few weekends. I did. I think I had COVID. I'm not sure. I kept testing negative, but I had no taste. I had no smell. Um, I had the chills and fever, and Sonia was actually spending the night. (laughs) in my bed and I had the chills so bad I put like four layers on okay maybe you're patient zero is that what it's called like maybe there's a new virus <laughs> maybe super I don't know. COVID I, I'm good now though like um I'm good thank god and Bren has been sick forever too I'm still sick yeah she's been sick since like August it's just a lingering cough my throat was bothering me a lot too but I don't know if I could say this. I also smoked a cigar. I had like one of my first cigars this past weekend and I don't know how to like properly smoke a cigar. So I honestly think that contributed to um, my tonsils hurting a lot. So yeah. Yeah, I did something new this weekend too. I entered into a canoe race. Me talking about smoking a cigar and her talking about entering a canoe race. We are not the same. I don't know how it's like correlated but anyway I did that and I've rode maybe like twice in my life and we did this like contest out of 65 teams we made to the championship got fourth place so oh that's awesome yeah, you guys didn't know you were in the room with like a professional canoeer now is that a word canoeer yes she's yeah, a little do you know she, she's the reason they lost her arms gave out yeah my arms <laughs> did give out at the end but it was so much fun what so. can't this girl do she is superwoman freaking making her rounds around this state back and, and, and forth. I have literally seen all of Northwest Indiana, all the way to Indy. Yeah. Yep. It's been nuts. 
but like I said, great month. It's been a lot of good time with friends and family. Despite being sick, it's been a really good month. We all celebrated her birthday with her. That was a lot of fun. Yes, and I'm so glad we didn't go out because I was really starting to feel ill. So Yeah, I mean, we still celebrated but we still had fun. though. Yes, we still had a lot of fun. But anyway, Bryn, how's life been for you? Been great, been busy, just as usual. Soccer's Our, a lot, school's a lot, you know. And so, how, did, how did we become friends? Let's just get that out there. The women's soccer team. She was the first person to talk to me on the team. I came in having no soccer experience. First person to walk up to me, Miss Cicely Porter. Say, hello, I'm Cicely. She <laughs> shook my hand, you know, as the president would do. <laughs> and then from there, we just kept talking, and now here we are. Wait, that's actually crazy. I remember Cicely did tell me that you never played soccer before, but that's insane. Like, are you a naturally athletic person? So you just, like, picked it up right away? I mean, I'm naturally athletic, but it kind of... So when I was younger, I had played soccer, okay. but it was, like, in middle school, so it didn't really count mm-hmm. for much. And I was a gymnast for a long time, so that kind of, that athleticism kind of L- went on yeah, through lingered. my life. And I just decided, you know, after years of injury and all that, I was like, you know what, after senior year, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just gonna train and go for it. Nice. And back up, explain how you ended up at IUN. So I was going to Butler, and, you know... My life changed. I kind of just had like that sinking feeling that I was like, I don't, I don't want to go here. Yeah. And so I prayed about it. I was like, God, I need a sign. Like, why, why do I feel like I don't want to go there? It's just, it always felt like home. And now I'm like, I don't want to go there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I prayed. And the next morning I woke up with an email saying that I had got a scholarship from the National Science Foundation to go to IUN. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like if that's not a sign, I don't Literally. know what is. Wow. So then I looked for something to do because the original reason I was training for soccer was just to play club at Butler, just for mm-hmm. something fun to do. And I looked at a Twitter post that IUN had posted about like, hey, we're recruiting for our soccer team. And I was like, I mean, I got nothing to prove myself, but here I am. Yeah. Like I'm ready. So wow. then that's kind of just how I ended up where I am. And I just feel like everything happens for a reason. God has put me in this place so that I can be here be friends with Cicely you know just everything has come to me for a reason wow that's awesome so you went to Butler no I was enrolled in Butler I was going to go there my freshman year um I had my classes and everything like I knew I was going to stay all of that Mm -hmm. had my parking pass had everything I paid for everything and then I just like a few months before I was about to leave probably even a month I was just like I don't want to go there divine intervention and she said that she would go anywhere that she got this scholarship and then after she prayed about it, she ended up getting the scholarship the next day. That's yeah. insane. So when I applied for it, it was like my senior year, like really into the spring. So I just was like, oh, I didn't hear back. I just didn't get it. And yeah. I just assumed that, you know, it went to somebody else. Mm-hmm. They hadn't picked the winner or whatever it may be. And then lo and behold, like right before school starts, they release a winner for the scholarship. I was like, wow, that's that- awesome. So what are you majoring in? Biology. I'm pretty right, well duh okay so like what do you want to do post-grad you I want to go to be... med school and be a doctor okay what kind of doctor probably radiology but also leaning towards ortho as well okay sorry had to hit her with the 50 questions yeah. but that's awesome wow and I where are you from Valpo okay okay and so I, I just want to add like she doesn't just like join the team and play soccer she is like a star player on the team. Oh gosh. We got two <laughs> star that. players in the building. <laughs> yeah. What an honor for me. The least athletic person ever. Like not an athletic bone in my body. I, I've, I've seen you run. You you can run. She can okay, move. I can then you run. go to jog? I do. I do run. I that's something I started doing. I've taken up jogging. 
Um, but I like have a raging fear that I look stupid when I run. I have that too. <laughs> like so scared that I look bad when I run. So you think you look like that cute mis- mysterious yeah, like, girl who's running, and then you take a picture of yourself. You're like, I look like that that whole time. And I'm scared like a haughty neighbor is gonna look out the window and see me running and I'm thinking like I'm doing the damn thing Mm -mm. and I probably look stupid while running I actually saw a video of myself doing um like a relay race it was like relay flippy cup but we had to go down um a slip and slide and somebody filmed me and when I watched it I'm like is that how I look because I will never run again if that's how I look so Kind of am fearful that I look really stupid when I run, but whatever, still do it anyways. I'm sure you look fine. But yeah, Bryn joined this team. She hasn't played soccer since middle school, and then she ends up being like one of our best players on the team, bleeds Red Hawk. Um, oh, I bleed Red Hawk, yes. Like, it's just an amazing story. Like, she didn't know where she was going. She was thought it was Butler, and then it was just like, nope, no, you're not. You're going to IUN. And I kind of had a similar experience, and I didn't know where I was going to go to college, but I had my mind set on IUPUI or Purdue. And then um, I had my injuries, and then I decided I'm not going to play soccer in college. And then all of a sudden I get a call from uh, Coach Matt Pawecki, and he's like, hey, do you want to play IUN? And I'm like, you know, I'll give it a shot. So that's kind of how I ended up here too. Mm-hmm. And then when Bren comes in, it was the same time where I was praying for a friend. And mm-hmm. uh, It's just how God works. Yeah, like it's it's funny. Like people always say God works in mysterious ways, but like, it's so watered down because, like, it's so crazy how he works. It, it is crazy. And also, like, I feel like a lot of the time when things are happening in our life, we have no idea, we have no understanding of why. And then once everything kind of starts to piece together and make sense, you know, like you just had a feeling that you weren't meant to go to Butler, but you didn't know why. And here you are, like everything pans out the way that it should. Yeah, looking back, you're like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense. Uh, another example for me is like looking at internships. I'm in Valpo, and I came to IUN for another reason because they're so close to Chicago, and Chicago has all these opportunities. So I applied to like 64 internships, all in Chicago or Lafayette. I'm like, I really want these. Like, they're the only two news station places around. Like, I have to get an internship there. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I get an internship in South Bend. Which worked out even better because it's a shorter drive. Yeah. I love the place I worked and it was just like perfect. But I had, I was so stubborn. I was like, I have to be Chicago or Lafayette. And then I ended up going to South Bend. So it's just another way that God's like, okay, you can have it this way. Like you can have your way, but you have it this way. Yeah. And what it is, is God always knows best. So you think you know, and then God will kind of change it for you and like and be like, here's what you should have done. Here's why it was best. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned in the previous podcast, I say, like, God is a comedian. Like, he will be like, nope. You and then do it his way. Yeah. He really is very much a comedian. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I feel that this past weekend, I had an experience where I was like, God is giggling at me. I, I ended up. Friday night, I had a very weird experience where I saw somebody that I haven't seen for a long time, if you guys want to put two and two together, saw somebody for the first time, and then shortly after, saw somebody else who I haven't seen in a really long time, like, and I was like, at two different places within a span of like four hours, and I was like, he's laughing, (laughs) I'm not, but he is. 
if that makes sense. I don't really feel like I need to specify what I'm saying. No, it but makes sense. It yeah, makes sense. you guys know who I believe, I'm talking about. I believe that too. Like, the right people come in your life at the right time, and yeah. that they teach you a lesson as well. Oh my that gosh, too. for sure. It, you're either a lesson or a blessing. Is that the <laughs> quote? <laughs> I love it. But it is true. Everybody, everything in your life is a lesson. And I truly like, I I have a, I don't, I'll save this story for later in the podcast, but, you know, there have been some times where I'm, you know, down about things going on in my life. And then I pray and things like start to come together or the literal thing that I prayed for will happen or something will happen you know and i'm like there is just absolutely no denial in my personal opinion for myself that there's a god you know the power of prayer is just amazing and when people ask like oh how do you know god is real like how like because i have these personal experiences that i cannot explain Mm -hmm. i also think a big thing people like to think is like you're the only way you can prove your faith is by like going to church every Sunday. Like that's not true. You know, you don't have to go to church every Sunday to be a very religious person, but you can, you know, do things like being involved in your church or um, praying even outside of church and stuff. And like that still shows your faith and passion towards religion and God, you know? Yeah. And it's your relationship with him. The exactly. More you're speaking with him and like telling him how you feel and what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Not Absolutely. how much you're involved in your church or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Absolutely. And like, what's in your heart? Like what you want to do the right thing. And I feel like you can do his will by instead of going to church, going to help people, mm-hmm. helping those in need and, I mean, Jesus on Sunday wasn't always in church. He was out helping people. He was hanging out with the homeless and the people who people look down on. Yeah. And I think we're in a world now where, like, Christians are put under, like, a microscope and they're, like, looked at so judgmentally. Like, oh, you're not a real Christian. You don't go to church every Sunday. Or you're not a real Christian. You still shop at Target. Like, it's mm-hmm. not about the things that... um are perceived as Christian, it's who you are and, like, what you are trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah, but a lot of that judgment comes from other Christians themselves being yeah. judgmental towards the other I ones. swear, like, some of the most hateful people I've met are Christians. Absolutely. And it is very true. It breaks my heart because it draws people away from the church because they have these bad experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you so hateful? Like, you're being a hypocrite. You are saying all this stuff, but you are not following the way. Mm-hmm. And you see this back in the day with the Pharisees. I mean, they killed Jesus, but they are such like hypocrites. So it's kind of interesting to see how the world today is turning into what it was back then. It really be your own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I think religion now kind of gets a bad rep sometimes because of people who are way too like adamant about pushing these like insane beliefs on people you know at the end of the at the end of the day we're all human and we do all make mistakes we are all sinners but it's about how you like repent your sins and how you go about you know sinning yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like repenting like yeah i know i'm guilty exactly i'm not the perfect person and we're all in this together like we all live on the same planet and have different challenges but like kind of in the same way like we're all tested and our Mm -hmm. own ways um i think just the number one thing is like being a good person Mm -hmm. for me that's most important 
I know like I'm very passionate about my faith and my religion, but if there's somebody in my life who I know who doesn't believe in God or has completely opposite beliefs than me, that would never like misconstrue my opinion of them unless they were like trying to get me to change my own opinion, you mm -hmm. know? Cause I would never push my beliefs on somebody I could sit here and I could explain to them why I believe what I believe, but at the end of the day, if they don't want to believe that, that's fine. So I just expect that same respect from people with opposite opinions than me, you know? I tell people I'm spiritual, not religious, because like I don't go to church every Sunday. Like I'm not in like a confined religion, but like I believe in God. I try to be the best person I am. Like I'm more spiritual, but I don't confine to the church. I. See, I'm like very fortunate. I grew up, I'm Orthodox Christian, um, and I've grown up in a community that is, we're very involved with church, you know. We volunteer in so many different ways and stuff, and I've always loved going to church. I grew up going to a Serbian church camp every summer, and for a week of Those the summer, crazy. yeah, for a week of the summer, <laughs> They would take away our phones and we would go to church twice a day. But it's also like the presence. You can feel the presence of God, you know, during that experience. And I would always leave that camp feeling like a brand new person, so in touch with my religion. Um, and I remember growing up, people would be like, what is so fun about going to a church camp? and not being able to have your phone going to church twice a day. I'm like, you really don't understand until you experience it yourself because it's life-changing. Like it really, I think it heavily shaped who I am today as a person. And I, I think I'm very spiritual as well. Like I've never sat down and read the Bible front to back. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say I'm religious in that sense, but I am very passionate about my religion. I don't go to church every Sunday, but you know, I try to go as much as I can, and I hope that like that's good enough for God, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm involved in many other ways, and I think that's the importance. And Brent, so. tell us your relationship. Did you like start in church when you were younger or did was it like a newer thing when you're growing up? Okay, long story. So, when I was younger, like we went to church somewhere in Valpo, I don't remember where, but my brother like all of a sudden just didn't want to go anymore so we just kind of didn't ask any questions just stopped going and my life not that it took a downward spiral but as I grew older like most people do depression anxiety started kind of wreaking havoc and it really brought me down to my lowest points like it definitely was a big issue in my life and so what I just kind of did at that bottom point I just remember like sitting there crying and being like God, if you're real, I need help right now. Like, it's not that I didn't believe in him. However, it was more that I was questioning, like, how much he was present in my life. Like, I didn't see all the blessings mm -hmm. that were present for me. And so that when I prayed and I sat down, it kind of just was like, here's, like, here's all the things that I've done for you. You need to be able to see. And it was just, like, opening my eyes to what he actually could do in my life. And then from then on, I started, like, going to church more I actually have read my bible front to back mm -hmm. so I um it was just kind of that build up relationship at because at the lowest point that's when he kind of picks you up puts you back on your feet he is just always there for you he will always be enough so he just helped me when I was at my lowest and just kind of 
it's hard it's hard to believe that you were like anxious because people that know you now like you're so happy all the time and you're so like just yay like you know happy blonde yeah can (laughs) can you just like elaborate like your struggles a little bit if you want to get into it yeah I don't mind so I would say it was probably I don't know maybe 13 where I was at my lowest like I definitely not to be like super deep or anything but I no no that's what we're about here (laughs) get deep (laughs) I had I had planned to kill myself I did know how I was going to do it um when I don't know if my mom knew that but hopefully she doesn't listen but I had all that planned and that was kind of at the point where I just remember sitting and crying and talking to God I'm like hey like I need your help So then that's kind of because I was just so anxious. I didn't go to school. Like I missed probably like 35 days in like a very short amount of time, like maybe one semester. So they're like, hey, like you're not going to graduate. What's going on? My mom thinks it's my stomach, which it was. It was just so much anxiety that was just like making me ill. Like Mm -hmm. I genuinely couldn't function. And it was just all of the anxiety, depression just building up. So I had gotten to that bottom point. And that's when kind of when my relationship with God had skyrocketed. And, um, like, how would you compare back then to now? Like, do you ha- still, I'm sure you still have some anxiety, but, like, do you still have stomach issues from it, or are you, like, completely like, better? I wouldn't say that it's, like, oh, my gosh, like, night and day. Like, I still have my issues here and there, but it it has gotten better, and it's because when something goes wrong, like, I turn to God. So it's not, like, I'm going to let it dwell in me and, like, create an issue. Like, even though I'm so busy and have so much going on and, it would normally give me a lot of anxiety. I just turn to God and be like, hey, like, I give all of my issues to you. Just help me to get through this and have it be your will. And that's kind of just where I let it stand so that the anxiety isn't. That's something, like, very admirable of you that I think a lot of the times we see people struggle and they'll turn to, like, alcohol, drugs, stuff like that to get through their problems, you know, versus, like, you turning to faith for help you know I think that's something we as a generation need more of I feel like religion and faith is kind of like we're seeing less and less of it in our generation I think so at least Um, I would agree but and that's like very sad to me but I really like applaud you for the fact that you thank you turn to God for help over doing things that a lot of people like is normalized that will see stuff like that yeah, and so when I read through the Bible all the way through, like, I had remembered kind of hearing those those phrases and mm-hmm. passages that talked about, like, other things will never be fulfilling. So then I just kind of, uh, like, internalized that and was like, okay, God is going to be the only thing that will fulfill me in these aspects. And then yeah. that actually came true. When I put everything into him, I didn't have as much anxiety. And, and I feel like you get out of it what you put into it, you know, like— if you're praying more, you're going to feel that presence far more, you know. If you're more passionate about it, you're going to feel that. Because there were times in my life where I felt less in touch with my religion because I wasn't praying as much, you know. I kind of was, like, spiraling, doing things I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing, and I was just, like, normalizing that. But once I got back on that track of, prayer and like loving God more than anything else in my life that's when I really found you know happiness and like a better version of myself again and I think you start to love yourself too because God is love and Mm -hmm. you see like 
life is bigger than what we think it is. And like you talked about, our generation doesn't believe in God or isn't as religious. We're seeing like identity crisis right now with our generation and depressions at all time high, like suicide is at all time high. And it's like, hmm, the correlation's there. And I'm not sitting here saying like, if you're mentally struggling, like pray tonight and tomorrow you're gonna wake up and be a whole brand new person. Like a lot of internal issues also come with working on yourself, but I just know something that helps you want to get better is by turning to God. And I I think one of the biggest points that I wanted to make today is when I think about God, I know for a fact that I'm always going to believe in God, higher power, higher being than me, because when I think about death, I need to believe that there is life after death, that there is a reunion with your loved ones. I cannot fathom the idea that death is just the end, like period. And it kind of makes me sad for people who don't believe in God because, I mean, you may have a different belief as to what happens after death. But for me, like, I don't think I could live with the idea that death is the end, you know? Like, I have to have faith that there's a better life after death. Yeah, to me, I feel like there's no purpose in life if not. And I just think it's so much more complex and we don't know things yet, but we will after we die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also believe, you know, in guardian angels, my grandmother died one week before I was born and I've obviously never met her and I've had dreams about her. I've had dreams of me trying to find her. I also pray to her, you know, I'll visit her at her grave a lot and Though I never met her, I always will feel in my heart like I knew her. I feel like a part of her lives through me. So it's not only just praying to God, but it's also praying to your loved ones who are no longer here with you. And A couple months back, my grandpa's brother passed away, and this was really strange. I dreamed that night that I like saw him in my dream, and he told me he was proud of me. And then next day I found yeah. out he died. And I've never, like, I don't remember my dreams, but, like, I remember that one. Yeah. It was just insane because nothing like that's ever happened to me. And we weren't super close or anything, but it was just, like, wow. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And do you think that dreams overall are just, like, a sign of something? Or what do you think that they... 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams definitely have a deeper meaning than I think they're led on, you know? I mean, in the Bible, people had dreams that prophesied all the time like literally all the time and my mom's had dreams that like come true it's like kind of scary that is really scary (laughs) um one story is when I was younger I think I was like four maybe five Mm -hmm. and she had a dream that we were at Walmart and then she got a call and that her parents died in a car accident and I answered the phone which is really weird because why would I have her phone um the next day we're at Walmart and I'm fooling around on her phone and hospital calls and I answer and I'm like mom it's for you she gets on the phone and it's a hospital in Tennessee saying that my grandparents were in a terrible wreck they may not make it alive and that we should try to make it down um, south to see them I can't remember if it was uh, southern Indiana or Tennessee 
but um, my mom literally left her phone, like dropped it, left it at Walmart and ran out because she was so scared they were gonna die because of her dream. They did not die. They were um, in a really bad uh, car accident. She broke her um, sternum, Um, but they survived. But it was just like, wow, like the details in that dream are insane. Wow, That's really scary, actually. Yeah. And she has them all the time. Okay. She has them all the time. So when she tells me stuff, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, she's right. So my question to you guys, like, I think it's very clear here that we all believe in God. But do you guys also believe in, like, the power of speaking things into existence and, like, manifestation? See, this is such a weird topic because I've heard mixed things about it. And there was, like, one podcast I listened to where this girl, like, manifested her whole life, like, her dream apartment and dream car and dream job. And she was, like, literally seeing demons. And then... There's other people who are like, well, you manifesting is in the Bible because you talk things into existence by mm-hmm. prayer. So I would say as long as God's involved, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But I think the intentions have to be correct. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I do believe in the idea that, like, if you envision something enough or speak things through God, you know, in a positive light, enough that it will come true there have been a lot of times that like i've thought about something and five minutes later it happens or like this is a stupid example but i have like all my liked songs on spotify there's like five thousand liked songs and there have been multiple times where i'm like thinking of a song and it'll be the next song that comes on <laughs> Out of 5,000 songs, like, you can't tell me that's a coincidence. I'm very heavy in believing, like, if you can envision something and you can think about it and speak about it, even write it down, like, you have the power, you know? Yeah, I think writing goals down is really helpful because yeah. you have to kind of envision it. And, mm-hmm. and it I'm gives a, you something to strive for. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm a big goal person. I have a planner where I have, like, my monthly goals, my yearly goals, and... The more I think about that goal, the more likely I am to achieve it. Mm-hmm, for sure. I've been, that's something I've been trying to do too. Like, I know that I've been talking about wanting to move to Florida and like my goal, I don't know if it still is, but it was by June that I would be moving to Florida. And whether I move to Florida or Chicago or who knows where else, I know that my goal is still to move by June. And that's like something to work towards. And when you see a goal through, that is like the most rewarding feeling ever. So I'm excited. We'll see. Yeah. And your goal for Florida doesn't mean that like it's not going to happen. It just could be postponed. Exactly. Could be moving to Chicago or wherever Mm -hmm. in June, but then maybe Florida in three years. Like doesn't mean it can't be a goal anymore. It just means that maybe your timeline has shifted and that's just kind of God's plan. Yeah, exactly. Wherever God wants to send me. I'll go. Yeah. Um, just like my internships. Like, I wanted to go to Chicago or Lafayette. I was so stubborn. South Bend was, like, better than both of them. So wherever you are, just trust the process, which is so much easier said than done because I struggle with, like, just trusting. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. I kind of wanted that to be my question I ask. Like, how do you just trust God or trust the universe? Like, just put your trust in it and just let it go. I don't know if this is, like, conceited to say, but I just have a lot of, like, faith in myself and 
I know that no matter what I go through and how difficult times may seem, like I believe that I have a purpose. I believe that the things that I want in life are not only achievable, but like I will get there. I have gone through a lot of things in my life and I think about it like this. The hardest things you've ever experienced in life you've managed to make it through and I always think like no matter what I go through somehow some way I will get through it because I have with everything else so I try to like I remind myself that I believe in myself I know who I am and I truly believe that I'm gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay and like my destiny is my destiny like what's meant for me will find me and what's not won't so I just remind myself that like I'm where I'm meant to be and God's watching over me my grandmother's watching over me like I have faith in myself and my life you mentioned getting over like the hardest points and that makes you even stronger exactly and um there's a quote it's like turn your trials into triumphs and turn your um I can't remember the whole quote but just like (laughs) turning those bad things into something like even better than you could even imagine for sure even having so recently gone through a breakup like in the moment it's the end of the world but as time has gone on I see the lessons through the relationship and I even see myself as a better person than I was a few months ago like every hardship in your life makes you stronger but also it makes you better like like i said you're either a blessing or a lesson you know like everything really is no no you have to do it blessing or a lesson (laughs) (laughs) but i i think sometimes it's so easy to like get caught up in the moment when you're struggling and you can't see past where you're at but no matter what, you're gonna get through it. And one thing my dad told me is like, if you have struggles, you're lucky. Because if you don't, if like, let's say you're sick, you know, you have a terminal illness or something, those people would kill to have everyday normal people's struggles. Cause there's only one thing that they're struggling with and that's their health. You know, there's only one thing that they want and that's to be healthy. So if you're fortunate enough to have struggles and, you know, to have things go wrong on your in your life that you can bounce back from, like, that's a blessing. My example is, like, my injuries, my knees. Um, like, before, I, I had a big ego, and, like, I was a good soccer player, but, like, I went to a small high school, and I wasn't the greatest person. I was kind of mean to some people, and um, honestly, looking back, like, my injuries changed me as a whole person. Like, now, I'm, I mean, I'm not the same player I used to be, but... I feel like I'm a better teammate. I feel like I'm a better friend, a better girlfriend, a better daughter. And like, I have this story now, like, okay, I overcame this and I have a story to share and like I can connect with other people who have been through this. So it's kind of cool to have that aspect of it. See, what you experienced through injury, I experienced through going through traumatic things. Um, Not injury, but I would say the same thing. There were people who I was mean to or I thought I was better than. And it took me going through traumatic things like 
having a blowout fallout with people who had been in my life for years, you know, and being faced with who I was, my own faults, the things that I was responsible for at that time. And it's a hard realization. I will say I could not have gotten through that without God, without my family. But through that horrible experience, same thing, I'm so much kinder. I look back at the person I was and honestly, I truly despise her because I was never better than anybody. I had no right being mean to people, you know what I mean? And above all, now I look at myself and I'm proud of who I am. I know that I'm a great friend. I am not so self-centered and I needed, you know, as traumatic and horrible as what I went through was, I needed that to finally love who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say that people ask, why would God let such negative things happen to people? And I really think that you guys are just kind of answering that question because Mm -hmm. you guys would not have grown or become who you are without having had that negativity in your life. So he had to let it happen, even though it's from the devil, negativity is from the devil. Mm -hmm. Even though he let it happen, it was for a positive good so that you guys could grow and become who you were. Absolutely. it always comes back to like you don't know why things are happening in the moment and then when you finally are able to understand and you look back it's so fulfilling you know you're like wow I really did go through that horrible thing and though every day I wished it wasn't happening and I prayed for it to get better thank god it did happen and that's how I feel every day you know like there are a lot of things that I've done in my life that I truly regret There are a lot of people that I've hurt. And I think the number one thing that I can say is hurt people hurt people. I was not proud of who I was, my actions, and now I look back and I don't align with the girl who I was two years ago, three years ago, especially like six years ago in high school and stuff. I'm like, that's not me, you know? Like the girl who I was trying to be that was never me, you know? Mm-hmm. And finally, like, I'm no longer clouded by that. I really am who I am now, and I'm proud of that person. I really am. So to all the people I've ever hurt, sorry. <laughs> it's not that casual, no. but, like. I like how you said hurt people hurt people. To like, quote Olivia, right? Yes, mm-hmm. we love Olivia. Um, but I think insecure people throw their insecurities on other people, too. And even looking back, when I would say stuff, I'm like, girl, you're insecure that way. Like, you're just trying to make someone else look bad. Yeah. But um, moving on, um, Bryn, how do you trust God? Like, how how do you just trust that he's going to do the best for you? So what I think it is, it's kind of, at this point, it's become innate for me because I've gotten to the point mentally where I'm like, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. So... God has written my plan, and I just know that even though if I'm going through something negative, there's something's going to come from it, mm-hmm. whether it's the lesson or I'm going to grow as a person, yeah. or perhaps that door shutting is another door opening. So you can't view everything as negative. Mm-hmm. Realistically, everything is just positive. You just might not see it yet. Exactly. Exactly. So I have a funny, like, little story example of, like, trusting God. Um, so whenever I have like money issues, I always pray and he always, always comes through. Like, even if it's something so stupid, like, oh, I really need my nails done, but I don't have the money. Like I'll find $20 on the ground. Like it's so random. But, um, over the summer 
I was broke, like broke, broke. I just went to Europe, spent all my money, New York, spent all my money. And I'm like, I have four grand of bills that need paid. Like I'm freaking out right now. And um, I call my parents and like, like my mom really um, calmed me down. She's like, you know, God's always taking care of me even when I was in the, like a mess, like just trust. And I was mm-hmm. like really struggling. I was like, like, but it's money. Like, I don't know if God's gonna bless me because like I could just go take out another loan and like, it's not that big of a deal, but like, like I know God has other things to worry about, but lo and behold, I end up getting a scholarship that covered it. But I'm just like, that is so God. So I have um, a story that I really wanna share. So as I mentioned, I'm Orthodox Christian, I'm Serbian, and something that we do every year for Christmas and Easter, we do something called fasting. Um, and through fasting for, you can do it for longer, but usually it's like the priests who will do it for like 30 days, 40 days. So my family, we will fast for a week and that means no meat or dairy for a week. You know, it's like having the strength to give up. I'm sorry, I'm remembering your coffee you got. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get into that after. Okay. Cause that was literally when we were recording an episode. But anyways. So couldn't eat meat, couldn't eat dairy. And then over the weekend, like Friday, you take confession, confess your sins. Um, And then on Sunday, you take communion. And so during that time, I actually was the only person in my family who was fasting, but I really wanted to do it. It's like the most rewarding feeling, knowing that you're able to give that stuff up. And then also when you're done, food tastes so much better. Like it really does. But... I was in a relationship during that time and I was constantly visiting this person. They lived far away. Um, So I was constantly, like almost every single weekend, I was visiting them. And the one weekend that I didn't visit due to me having to do religious stuff, I was praying a lot that week. And I found myself like more oftentimes than not, questioning the relationship I was in, whether it was right for me. And during that week, I prayed so much and I asked God, is this person right for me? Oh, that's a dangerous question. Yeah, I I asked him because I was mentally struggling and I felt like I needed that clearance from God, like that, that like path to know. And that weekend, um, I'm not gonna get into details, but the one weekend that I wasn't there, something happened that ended up ending our relationship. And that right there was, I could I knew in that moment I could never deny the Christ again. I, I couldn't. Like that told me everything that I needed to know. I, and, I have chills right now. No, and like, I'm serious crazy. and like, that weekend I just had a feeling you know and I was like this is God telling me when I had that feeling and then I noticed something that caught my attention and I I can sit here and I can say it was my intuition but it was God God gave me that intuition that led me to the discovery of what had happened and yeah it is a dangerous question but I knew that if that person wasn't meant to be in my life I didn't want to continue down a path pretending I needed to know 
and he told me and here and here we are so wow that is insane but yeah god it will do the best for you even if it hurts in the moment mm -hmm. he's going to get rid of people if you ask him if they're the right people so um Bren, do you have any experiences like that where you prayed for something and god was like not off the top of my head okay you probably do but mm -hmm. um no i've had stuff like that happen where i'm like god like show me the like should i be doing this and then the next day it's like no like mm -hmm. nah -uh. but yeah that's insane like i'm still kind of shook by that yeah and it really was like um in the moment very hard very traumatic but it's it was it needed to happen it, it was, you needed to ask that question because why would you want to be with someone who is going to disrespect your relationship or who just even had disrespect not even played into it if they're not meant to be in your life you know i'm at the point where i don't want like falsehood in my life if you're not contributing to my life in a positive way i see no need for you to be in my life i'm just at that point i've had a lot of experiences with you know losing people and I'm not interested in that anymore. Like you're either doing something really positive, like we're benefiting each other or we're not. And if we're not, then there's no reason to force things. There's no reason, like I'm just done with that point in my life. And it was hard. I prayed a lot and you don't wanna believe it, but when there is literally like no denying the truth right in front of your face, like you can't turn a blind eye to it. So that was my, one of my biggest experiences with God. I've had other experiences where I've prayed before bed, asked God questions like why, and I've dreamt of the answers, like literally dreamt of the answers. And that's why I always believe like dreams have meaning, you know, like me dreaming about my grandmother who I never even met, me searching for her dreams have meanings it's 100%. such a meaning and god just always works in that way he's just such a comedian because there was one time i was like so worried about this class i was taking last semester organic mm -hmm. chemistry i told you about it and i had studied like all weekend mm -hmm. and i the next morning i was you know going to take the test i go to bed and i'm like dreaming of working out these problems and it's going to sound so stupid but beforehand like before i went to bed i didn't really know what i was doing and then in my dream i'm like writing it out knowing what I'm doing, I wake up, I do amazing on the test. Albert like, was, Einstein. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it was like, it was because I prayed to God. I'm like, God, I just really need your help. Like, I've been working so hard. Like, please just help me to like understand what I'm doing. And it just felt like he was just writing out how to do what I needed to do. And then I just woke up and knew what I was doing. God actually came through her and he was handwriting. He took my test. <laughs> it's like Jesus take the wheel. No, God her professor sees I, this. I love that song. Um, you cheated. God took that <laughs> test for you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But oh, everything feels so much better when you pray. And I read something that like if there's a night where you can't fall asleep and you haven't prayed, that's because God wants you to talk to him. So I'm like, oh, like wow. I can't fall asleep. Like I'm gonna pray. And there are some times when I pray so hard and I'm so like into the prayer that I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm in the place that I'm in, if that makes sense. Like if I'm praying in bed and I really feel like my prayer is connecting with God, 
it doesn't feel like I'm in my bed. I feel like I am in a different atmosphere with God. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like you're like sitting there awake, like mm-hmm. wasting time, so to say. It just kind of feels like I feel rested at that point because mm-hmm. it's like it's not that I'm asleep. I'm obviously like having a conversation with God like in my head, but I feel rested like I'm not wasting time that I could be sleeping. Like it just mm-hmm. is fulfilling in that way. It's like yeah. an out-of-body experience, kind oh, of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my my strongest prayers are always the one where, like, I'm upset about something. I'm just, like, crying. Like, you know, like the crying oh, prayers. Yeah. Like, those are so powerful. And those are the ones that are answered, like, almost so right away. And they're so emotionally freeing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is such an answer that you needed. And then you're, like, a weight off of your shoulders. I agree. And when you're in that place where the, the only thing you can turn to is prayer, it makes – it's almost relieving knowing that, like – he has your back, you know, like you're struggling so bad. But once you get done with that prayer and you feel like good, you're like, okay, I can relax. Like everything's going to be okay. So I, I've definitely had a lot of experiences like that. And life just feels so much better when you're praying all the time and in touch with like praying makes you face feelings that maybe you're suppressing or you don't want to face and that's freeing I like that praying is freeing I like that so last question to wrap it up um what would you say to people who are struggling with like trusting God I would say you won't find that trust unless you open yourself up to receiving the trust if you are going into it with the mindset like mm, I don't I don't trust it I don't believe you're not even allowing yourself the opportunity you know like you have to go into it with optimism and believe I feel like faith like faith. that's what you're trying to yeah like, yeah, yeah have faith have faith and I mean sometimes your prayers will be answered right away sometimes your prayers won't come be answered right away and everything happens in mysterious ways but don't be discouraged immediately if you're not you know granted money from prayer or you know like give it a chance take time and be optimistic about what it could do for you yeah and I think it's like believing it and meaning it if you just believe it or like pray it and you're just like oh like can you help me but you don't actually believe that mm-hmm. god can do everything that he's possible of doing mm-hmm. and you're just like yeah just can you help me i'm struggling like that's- really believe it and mean it that's when things can start to happen and mm-hmm. obviously they don't happen overnight nothing's going to just poof here you go here's mm-hmm. 200 dollars. sometimes yeah. for sicily that happens <laughs> yeah. but not all of us so <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have to take time and believe that god is eventually going to work things out for you mm-hmm. because he does have a plan couldn't have said it any better myself so true And I feel like another good uh, tip or some good advice is pray about everything. It can be so minimal. Like, if you're not feeling good, pray. Like, anything about a test, pray. Because there's so much power in prayer, and maybe God's just waiting for you to ask. Also, one of the biggest things that I always start praying with is I pray for the ones I love, for the ones I don't. I pray for the people who love me and for the people who don't, you know, like— when God sees that you care about the well-being of people who may even strongly dislike you, you know, like I believe 
and good coming back to you for that. I think there's so much strength in that too. Mm-hmm. Like you are wanting good for the ones who like hate you. Wish like, wish bad insane. upon you and like but that shows who you are, you mm-hmm. know? Like forget forget about their opinion of you. Praying for the well-being of others is also very powerful. And that's just what God calls you to do. Like mm-hmm. all he wants is just people to love. So if you're just not fulfilling kind of what you're saying mm-hmm. and praying for other people like that, then you're not really doing what he's calling you to yeah. do. He just wants you to love. Don't be judgmental. Just go out and love. And that's kind of how I feel that I've become more happy as an mm-hmm. individual because if I just try to love everyone and just have you know, empathy towards others mm-hmm. too. And then it just kind of makes you more happy as an individual because you're finding the good in people. Yeah, for sure. And it's easy to feel like there's like hate in your heart and stuff but I never allow myself to feel that like having having love is really what makes life special in my opinion yeah I think love is the most powerful thing in the world and like we're talking about people who hate us and people who like want wish bad on us when Jesus was dying on the cross he's like forgive them for they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. like that is like one of the most powerful things that is in the Bible because I'm like how can you do that like there's people that make me mad and I'm like mad in the moment like like I can never forgive them which I ask for God's help and I usually do forgive but like that is just so powerful yeah and you know what everyone's trying their hardest we're all have our own struggles we're doing as best as we can giving people leeway and understanding is also very important you know no matter what so you got any last comments thank you for having me on i appreciate it it's been a great conversation yeah and to the listeners trust god trust god that's a perfect way to end it Mm -hmm. all right um thanks for tuning in to heart to heart episode six or seven seven so seven all right and that's god's number so how perfect is that Mm -hmm. love you guys bye bye Thank you.